beautiful year with good people. Marvin Lattimore, Queen Francis. And this is another edition of Welcome to My Hood Films Podcast. Queen, how you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling fine, man. I'm ready to talk about Hayden Fall. <laughs> oh, you want to do a whole... Uh, no, it's fine, man. You ready? I'm ready. That's what's up, we're man. We're doing a whole... It's a hot summer, and we talking about hot movies hot. right That's now. That's one of the reasons why I want to talk about it summer. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Coming to you in Brooklyn, out in the hood right now. Doing our thing here. Welcome to my Hopefuls podcast. This time we're back in Harlem, where we originally started our podcast. We got paid in full, as you heard Uni just say a moment ago, which also has Cameron in it. It's like the third movie we've done with Cameron. This is the third <laughs> movie we've done with Cameron. You like Cameron. No one hates Cameron. No. I don't think I've been a person that's like, he's nobody's favorite, but he's nobody's at the bottom. No, he's never at the bottom, in yeah, my opinion, exactly. either. It's one of Harlem's own. It also has uh, Mackay Pfeiffer and Woodhavers. Woodhavers, there yes. we go. And it's funny because a lot of people don't know who he is. He's been in a lot of stuff. Been in a lot of stuff. Been a lot of stuff. The film came out in 2002, which was around the time, I guess, of the boom of the Rockefeller Hood films. Yeah. That was a good time for us New York high schoolers. It's like Blueprint 2 around. They're really on their game. It's yeah. like Dean Dash's first. This might have been his first produced one. It might have been, might have been. I don't know about you, but I feel this is the only good producer. <laughs> it's probably one of the best produced ones they've done outside of maybe Paper Soldiers, I guess. I don't yeah, know. yeah, that yeah. was good too. Yeah, so uh, speaking of production and stuff of that nature, the director of this film was Charles Stone III. And if you aren't aware of this man's resume, he's created some of the greatest hood films in black cinema or just some <laughs> of the greatest black cinema films. I give you a couple just to name a few. Mr. 3000, Drumline, the first one. The first one. We don't, we don't speak about the next step. It was the next step in Drumline? Yeah. Are we going to do that one too? For you, we'll do it. No, we don't have to do it. For okay, me. there we go. Like there we go. He, he did the TLC story on VH1, oh, okay. and he did Uncle Drew with Kyrie Irving. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some good ones. There's some other ones that you I heard did. good things about these movies. I like Drumline. Yeah. Drumline one is good. There was some other black stuff that he did, like Blackish. He did an episode of that and Black Monday. He's got his work with people. And a film called Stepsisters. And yes, it is about sororities. So, um, <laughs> we already know it was in good hands just off of that, you know? Yeah. It's a good film. So, obviously, we weren't alone in watching this film. And we had somebody that we had to show for the first time what Paid in Full was all about. So, good sir, would you kindly introduce yourself to the public? Hey, um, my name is Kevin Janaway. How are ya? I'm good, man. I'm Tony Tunes and Marvin Garden's favorite comic in New York City. Yeah, that's so they, 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 they asked me to be on this fun podcast. That's that's fine, man. We're cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> that is the nickname he's given us since he got cool with us, and we're cool with that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah we're we're too late to do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with Marvin Garden. <laughs> I know he owns it, man. Tony Tunes is. is very unique. Is it unique? Or you just took the L away from the Uni? I've <laughs> never heard anybody call you Uni Tunes before. That's, fair. Like, That's, That's right. True. I coined it. I get $25 whenever somebody else says it. <laughs> <laughs> Fun at someone but else. But I, I thought this was a very good movie. Uh, Kev, where are you from, man? Oh, okay. I'm from Tennessee. Okay. But my dad is from Canada and my mom is from Kentucky. Oh, but I've lived oh. here for many years. Okay, yeah. okay. That's what's up, man. That's what's right. up. Okay, we got Canada in the building. We got Tennessee in the building. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, paid in full. When we first, like, when, when the movie was first coming on, what was you thinking in your mind you was getting into? Did you know what a camera was before you saw this? Okay, Let's so th- those are okay. both uh, good questions. So, when when you told me about your podcast and stuff like that, I was expecting, he was like, yeah, we watch low-budget movies and stuff like that. The rapper in it and all this so I was expecting like Chucky meets Flavor Flav or something, something oh, like we that. Got that. We got I'm playing. Like I'm that. exaggerating. Oh, we got but, like that. but this was really, really well done movie. Um, this was I looked it up and um, the Independent Spirit Awards are like the independent film award versions of the Oscars. And a lot of times the people who win the Oscars for independent films also win the Independent Spirit Award first. Uh, this was nominated for Best First Feature Independent Spirit Award. And I feel that if this movie had come out now, I think, because it, it came out in 2002 and takes place in the 80s with the, the um, crack, crack boom. boom. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, crack boom. That sounds like something your uncle did in the living room. Oh my God, yeah, in the we're toilet. Not, yeah, that's anyway, that's uh, <laughs> crack boom. Anyway, um, long story short, I'm playing around. I mean, it's okay. It's uh, okay. Go ahead. But long story short, I think that if it had come out now after the Black Lives Matter, I think that it would have made um, it would be more commercially successful. And I looked up uh, Charles Stone III also. And like that's good. He directed like Blackish. That's a famous show now. Anthony Anderson's a good comic and good writer. Um, but I think that if the movie had come out now, he would be directing like really big Hollywood movies. Mm. And, so, and and also the screenwriter. Oh, hold on. Can, can I make one more point too? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I'm also an actor, so like I know how it feels to it's submit. I know how it feels to submit for a cop number five, dead body, person in one scene that doesn't do anything. What I really liked about this movie also was that all of the actors were essential to the plot line. Oh, like, yeah. There wasn't anybody, like, even the people at the beginning that worked in the store that had, like, two scenes. Like, everybody was important to the storyline, and it, it was really good. That's the one thing you got to say about dating down films. Everybody's going to eat at some point. And Cameron, You will yeah. pull every person on his record label. Right. Kanye, whoever, you're going to have a scene in this movie. But I didn't know Jay-Z produced it, and also Cameron was... Produces. Like a Cameron was part of the um, the record label. Yeah, he was. They had a Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was a good actor. Like some rappers are not good actors. Some are really good. Yeah, Cameron is a Cameron knows what he's doing. I'm surprised he didn't do more. Ti is pretty good too. His ass off. Yeah, Makai Parker's dope. Those are all facts, sir. Yeah. And we appreciate you for that. We also want to appreciate you. Quick side note: We've been doing this now a few months. This is our eighth episode. And no disrespect to any of the other guests. You were the most, I'm sorry? 16 weeks, that's four months. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I just broke it just in that real quick map. That's fine. Right. That's fine. So we've been doing this for a little while, and this is our eighth episode. And out of all the guests we've had, no disrespect to them, you've been the most hospitable person to let us okay, in your okay, house. Cool. You cooked us dinner and you fed us, made sure we was getting paid in full while our bellies was full. <laughs> and, uh, we got to appreciate you for that, yeah, man. That was real. That to was be real. fair no to y'all, there's Marvin show for a lot of those other blockchains. <laughs> did, did you get fed? Yeah, I got hot. I know that. Exactly. So I got fucked up. That was, that was their hospitality. That. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> and my man, Chef Kev, was putting in that work. Chef Kev. Chef Kev right. put in that work. So let's go ahead and uh, get right into it. For those of y'all that don't know, the movie was done in 2002 and... Is based in Harlem in the late 80s, around like 85, 86. This was apparently based on a true story. We don't know how true it is. They didn't say whose true story. We didn't say whose true story. We don't know if it was anybody. We were assuming maybe it's Dave Dash with fictional characters. We don't know. No, no, it's uh, it's based on like all these names. Uh, That's all those names, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I figured that much. Because it said also when you looked up the screenplay, it had like six screenwriters mm-hmm. because they kept changing hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also they said that to promote Cameron, they changed it. It was supposed to be like over the course of seven years, but they made the story over the course of like 12 months. That makes way more sense. That's okay. a good decision they made. That's okay. what the IMDb said. Yeah. Right, that's right. No, that's okay. That makes you helping us out. You helping us. We learning while you learn. I'm going to be honest. I did not do that much research. I <laughs> like, that's a good movie star camera. I just yeah, kept it moving. Yeah. Films, you know, what else? You don't really do that much research till now. So, yeah. Uh, the movie starts off, you know, just with a dude uh, looking at people doing a, a music video and... Well, actually, it starts more like it's actually one of those hood film cliches that me and Uni know and love, where it starts off with them having a regular scene, and that's a part that happens in the movie towards the end. But it kind of tells you like, how did I get here? Let's let's start from how did I get here, and it makes me laugh because it shows like Cameron Makai Pfeiffer, uh, Cameron's character's name Rico, and Makai. The only guy I've been right, and like I'm not buying that he's Hispanic. I'm sorry, I'm just not. I'm Dominican, Papi. Dominican, Papi. Is Cameron really Dominican in real life? I don't think so. But he's from Harlem, like I said. That's true. They made him from Spanish Harlem. I guess they wanted diversity. Like, you gotta have a Hispanic to want to swallow. Just get Noah Yeager. He was right there. He's not even an actor, but whatever. You needed some skinny dude around the time. Noah Yeager, no disrespect. One of my favorite rappers. A big dude. A big dude. A big dude, so. Cameron did a good job a lot. I always be Puerto. I was always confused why he was Puerto Rican in this film. Mm. Like, just make him black. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, it's basically a movie 
Whereas like one guy, he sees that all around him during the eighties, selling crack and cocaine was was it. It was where right. he was at, and he wanted in. Have you ever, when you was in Tennessee, have you ever seen people like selling drugs made you feel like this is the wave? Okay, that's why I want I want to answer that question differently. Okay. But like, okay, I was born in the early eighties, so like when I was born, it was weird. Like they didn't know as much about like crack and mm. AIDS, and like the people ten years younger than me, they don't know about that stuff at all. Okay. But like when I was growing up, it was like when it was becoming a thing, and then as it it went to its like apex, and then by the time we graduated high school, it was like, oh, look at them. Are they on crack when they picked out their clothes? <laughs> it was like a joke. <laughs> or somebody would be like, yeah, I saw this guy and his crackhead girlfriend. Yeah, she's down the street. You know, it was like something like that. It was crackhead like did get thrown around a lot. Because y'all remember on the Living Color, they yes. started that where they were like, oh, if you're on crack. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right. But then it was like a joke. But that was during the time that people were making money. So I did not personally um, see anything. But like, I remember going to school and people were like, yeah, I saw this guy in my neighborhood drop a suitcase and all these rocks fell out. So like, <laughs> I was like, Most New Yorkers, especially the three of us, I'm sure, at least knew one drug dealer was like, Daddy, is it, is it that easy? I don't know. Well, what it's not. Know? Yeah, it's not. You learn later. Don't worry about it. It's not. When you see the money, you get part of you. Spoiler alert, it's not. Okay, they said in the trivia on IMDb Pro, they said that this guy, the guy it was really based on, he made $100,000 a week selling cocaine in the 80s. I don't know why he didn't like buy hotels and stuff. Yes, yeah, a whole other discussion. Yeah, that's <laughs> how we get all that. Like, I guess with people's cash, poor yeah. economics. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. 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 having cash and no credit like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 just taking bags yeah. of cash to the bank is gonna raise red flags. Yeah. I would buy a Four Seasons in Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, some people don't know about money laundering yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Somebody should give a class for money laundering. <laughs> like, listen, there's some way you're gonna do it. You're gonna do something wrong. Do it right, goddammit. <laughs> but they did money laundering everywhere. I'm not promoting that. Um, my dad worked in a prison, but um, that does go on. Yeah, right. of course. Right. So what's crazy is that. Usually, in uh, most New Yorkers, they see a drug dealer doing all right and say, man, he, he might have it going on. For uh, the main character, which was named Ace, which okay. was Blake Harris's character, he, his inspiration was uh, Calvin. Uh, how did you feel about that character? He was okay. one of the worst <laughs> drug dealers of all time. He was like, Is he talking to me? Yes, yes, okay. he's talking to Calvin, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Okay, one point I want to make, because I've produced like, comedy uh, moments. Uh, I produced a comedy pilot, a variety show and short films and other things. The one, the only, I thought this movie was very well done and I'm critical of stuff. I would say if it wasn't. The only complaint I had with this movie or if I was producing it, I would have said something. They had two characters. One was named Ice. The other one was named Ace. Two close to each other? And, and one was a, you're the main character and one was somebody you didn't like. So as the story unfolded, I figured out who was who, but like they should have had a, the names were too similar. No, I agree with that. Yeah. That was one of my complaints. No, it's, it's right. It's a good movie. It's a good He's movie. He's right. Ace and Ace. Change like, the names. Call Ace something else. Ice. They were too similar because Ice was the guy he didn't like, see? And his name was Ace. I hear you, man. I just, that's the first time I ever was that concerned. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like actor studio shit. About no, <laughs> I, I thought it. If this is how you're thinking about it, I want that, bro. Yeah, I mean, I've produced stuff. You can't, you, there's a way you got to do stuff and present it to the viewer. Right. No, but I mean, it was very okay. good. That's okay. If this is how you do stuff, this is how your thoughts are doing, <laughs> I want that. This is what we want right here in this podcast. That's you feel right. me? That's right. So, uh, also, another big name black actor that was in it was Cha McBride. Not sure if you're aware of who he is, but for, for me, man, that, that guy's a powerful actor. Uh, I know he was an undercover brother. <laughs> That's a good movie. Hold on, who did he play in this movie that we saw? He yeah. was the owner of the Dry Cleaners. Oh, that guy who smoked a lot, but yeah. was like he was like Robert De Niro, but heavy and smoked. Yeah, he was. He was really good. He was good. You think? Why do you think you like Robert De Niro? Because Robert De Niro would play scenes like that. Like I don't know why, but he kind of was. So yeah, okay. it was good. Okay, That's fine. That's fine. How did you feel about Homeboy working at the Dry Cleaners? I was starting off his whole lifestyle. I don't know, because, like, I was shocked about, like, the deaths and the stuff like But you'll get to that, so never mind. That we will, sir. Oh, that we will. So, uh, we'll speed along a little bit, but Makai Pfeiffer was known as Mitch, or Moneymaking Mitch. Uh, 
who was well known all over Harlem. Everybody loved him. Everybody rocked with him. I believe he was already dealing dealing in like the drug game. He just wasn't huge. But he, he was, was up there. He was up there. He was up there. You know what I'm saying? So what's crazy is if I'm right, I think this was right before Eight Mile, the movie Probably. Eight Mile. So yeah. it was like he went from money making Mitch to future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mackay Pfeiffer did a lot of crap. Did a lot of stuff. And Mitch Mackay Pfeiffer also acted his ass off. Because um, when um, in the acting classes, like, it's really hard. Like, that could have been, like, really stupid. Like, he had to cry. He had to, like, get, I don't want to spoil anything, but in, interact with weapons and respond to that and yeah. act that out. And he did a really good job. And I don't, um, other people, those are really hard things to do. Just, like, in scenes. Just so you know, going forward. Yeah. We came out in 2002. You're not spoiling anything at this point. Okay. The whole podcast. Okay. Our listeners are already trying to spoil podcast. Yeah. 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 That could have been, like, some TV movie of the week type shit. Yeah. Or yeah. This been, whole, and he was really good. This whole podcast really is a spoiler. Like, okay. we're basically yeah, it's a good movie. movie. No, it's all right. We, I'm just giving you a heads up. So, because I know I don't know what you say. Like, oh, yeah. I hope I'll spoil it. You're good. You're good, bro. But, yeah. So, we got Money Making Mitch. And Money Making Mitch ends up getting caught in some other stuff. And he killed goes to jail for killing a guy. He killed a rival. He killed a rival drug dealer. Right. Which, which happens anywhere. That was the guy in the car, right? Got the very end of the movie. No, Dane Dash was the one in the car. Dane Dash was the one in the car. He had a quick cameo. Uh, yeah, in a sense. Like, they was boys and they was talking trash about betting on games and stuff. And, like, yo, you owe me money. Ah, you know, usual. It's, it's Harlem talk in a sense. Like, New York is talking like Dame Dash, Harlem. Dame Dame Dash, and it was great. Yeah. So, Dame Dash uh, was a producer on this, and, you know, Big Dog's a, you know, a Rockefeller, but he's also from Harlem. So, a lot of these films really resonate with that man. So, all right, moving on, moving on. So, we got a lot to discuss with this film. Is there any scene that really, like, made you feel like, okay, I'm invested in this movie? Oh, the whole thing. I like how the plot twists were intriguing. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm saying because all the characters were important because everything twisted. That's why, like you guys saw that movie. That was your second or third time to see it. Oh, that's probably. And like I recommend to listeners, like you need to see this movie like more than one time. Yeah, you'll miss something. Because there's there's a lot of twists. There's plot twists on plot twists, but I really liked it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Speaking of scenes that made you feel invested, we're gonna do something new here on Welcome to My Hood Films podcast. Take a quick moment. To shout out uh, some of our fans that actually are listening and telling us on Instagram and Twitter that they like what we're doing for the hood and for the non-hood. So here we go. This is uh, Fans of the Hood podcast. Because we'll just call it that for now. Tentative title. Tentative title. Uh, shout out to uh, our homie Safi from the Bronx. Uh, she told us about some of her favorite scenes. And one of her favorite scenes was... The scene where, well, she has a lot on here, and that's okay, but we're going to just go. That's a big-ass oh, wow. yeah, big <laughs> The whole movie is fired on yeah, 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 yeah. She's got the Santa Claus. And that's what it is. It's faster to list scenes you didn't like, which I can't even think of any. And, and that's what it is. Great. And I could tell that she represents the hood because she started off with, I right, so boom, remember the part. <laughs> so right there, I knew. I was like, yep, she's from the hood, baby. She's from the hood. Shout out to Sapi. We love you out here. Uh-huh. But, uh, one of her, uh, 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 so one of her favorite parts was, uh, well, it's funny because she said one of her favorite parts is the scene where Sunny goes missing. That was scary, man. Oh, How is that her favorite? <laughs> I think it was because at that point you knew uh, stuff got real. Yeah, there's a yeah. point in the movie where it turns up really hard and doesn't ever come back. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, where you're like, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it gets really yeah, intense. Her ultimate, the last half an hour, just insane. Yeah, her ultimate favorite part of the film is where they were eating Chinese food and Cameron goes on that rant where he says, no ribs, no rice, no champagne. Yo, you don't eat nothing, bro. And uh, that was... <laughs> that was coming at, I believe he was coming at Ace about that because Ace is very skinny in this film. If you guys see this film... Ace always looked like he on the verge of dying from hunger. He wasn't even trying to do no crime shit. He's like, I want to feed everybody. Right. That's why I like him. Yeah, like, but yeah. This guy is doing it right. Right. Yeah. He oh, just want to do it right. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to. And Rico's character wanted to do it right. He want to Scarface the shit. Yeah, yeah. Rico yeah. wants Scarface again. Yeah. That's what the guy said in the IMDb trivia stuff. He said that like 
he was trying to, the, the Scarface was supposed to be more of an important part of the storyline if it took place over several years. Yeah. Rather than when they condensed it down. But I like that. Because at first, in the first few scenes, it's very well done, but I thought it was like Hoodfellas at first. Mm. And then, like, <laughs> it was a little but, Hoodfellas. But then you could tell they were inspired from it. Because some movies you see, they copy other movies. Mm. Um, sure saw the scene from Scarface this, this in movie. This movie was not like that at all. This movie was not like that at all. Yeah. Like, this movie was, anyway, but it, it was very well done. So would you say that this is the black version of Goodfellas? No, I was afraid it was going to be that at first. It starts out like that. But, but... it wasn't. Okay. Because this had the twists and the plot twi- turns and stuff I didn't know was going to happen. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no problem. That's fine. That's fine. That's what you want. You know, that's that's what you feel in the plot twists and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, that, you had that feeling. Shout out to Sophie once again for telling us her favorite scenes. Anybody can do that too if you write in. And we'll, we'll read your favorite scenes too. So we'll move on from that. Regina Hall was in this, man. Regina Hall is great. And Regina Hall, I also saw her on YouTube the day before we watched the movie because she's promoting Black Monday. She's mm-hmm. on that show where she plays like a Wall Street insider. Yeah, also in the 80s. Right, also in the 80s. And But she was she's really smart. And I liked her in other things. She, she was more cameo. Yeah, a little she bit wasn't, more. She wasn't that in it that much. She just did a check. But it's check. the same director. Same director worked with her. Yeah, yeah. She, she's good. Her name's Regina Hall. One of our... Those are facts that I agree with those. I agree with those opinions. I agree with those opinions very well. So everybody in this movie did okay. Yeah, there wasn't any scene where I was like Even Ice uh, showed up in Luke Cage, like that's a man from Luke Cage. Yeah. He looks the same. Yeah. He didn't age at all. Like you still like somebody went back in time as Buffy from here, like you in this stupid. Right? Yeah, well, the guy from the, the drugs or the, the, yeah, the, Ace, the tall the guy that worked in the, the uh, dry cleaners. The the, the that smoked the rock. So the, manager, yeah. Rock, right. What else was he in? He was in other stuff. Oh yeah, that's what I said. He was yeah. an undercover brother. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Waiting. yeah, he was in waiting. He was in a lot of films, but I was like the that was one of the main films like I remember from at least, but he's been in a lot of he stuff. He was good, yeah. They were all yeah. Really good. Everybody was. Yeah, and when he was right, it was a very, it was in a sense, well, not in a sense, it was it was an all-star cast in yeah. that vein, like Cameron and Wood Harris and Kyle Pfeiffer, Tommy McBride, so many people. Uh, no Michael K. Williams sighting this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've been waiting. But it's, been, it's been a bit of a dry spell, but it's okay. I'm sure there'll be a movie where we'll get him back. But, <laughs> but that, launched, Williams. that launched a lot of those actors' careers because, you know, if you're an actor, you go on auditions, all this stuff, and you don't get anything. And it's hard to get Dead Body or Cop Number 5. You look up those actors, they've all been in stuff after that movie. Like, all of them got, like, good stuff. Even Cameron? Cameron. I don't know, I didn't look him up. I know he was still under the label, so he got stuff. But he wasn't bad. Know. He was good. I just had to mess with you. I just had to mess with you. But like, for you. instance, okay, Cameron was good. When you see most death in Monsters of All, he was good. When you saw Ice Cube in one of the Halloween sequels, he was not a good actor. He was it was like hokey. It was hokey. Yeah, it's one of those that. He was like hokey in it. I mean, anyway, that's yeah. the whole fucking movie. I know, <laughs> oh, it was like from a long time ago. Yeah. No, no, that's well, okay. Aaron was great, man. Every scene he was in was just out of control. It really amped up his just okay. foolishness. He's betting a thousand dollars to see you could make a shot. Not even a basketball, just kick. I bet you a thousand dollars to make this ball, yeah, ball made on paper. So let's, let's focus on some other scenes that was, when we watched it, I noticed your reactions to some of these things. So one thing I did notice was uh, one of the guys that helped put Ace onto the game was named Lulu. And yeah. Lulu, he, he, he helped him with dry cleaning. He helped Lulu with dry cleaning and found the drugs in his pocket. And they okay. talked and ended up doing, in the diamonds, and they talked and ended up making business. And you, you thought he was gay. To be fair, he wasn't yeah, a little okay, boy. So I can say that shit. He was a little anyway, bit boy. Well, no, he was a very pretty boy, and he said to a scene about I'm gonna take off my pants and give them to you. Yeah. And then, and then the. <laughs> I think it's just the way they portray this. Oh yeah, when we say pause, that's uh in the hood. That means like somebody did something that's little as that's gay. You know. Oh, I thought you meant pause as the thing. Yeah. No, oh, but nice. but anyway, and then this he was a real pretty boy, and he was gonna take off his pants for the dry cleaners, and then he was like flirting. <laughs> so I thought it was just like insinuated, because mm. again, I want to add in another thing I said at that moment. Okay, was that in Scarface, Al Pacino's character Tony Montana goes down there to visit the guy in Bolivia, 
And then the guy in Bolivia has the other guy living with him, and they're like together and stuff. I thought that meant they were gay too. You know? <laughs> that probably was insinuating. Yeah, that was ins- they would insinuate things. That was, like this that. is not insinuating. I think this is just a flamboyant Latino drug dealer. Pretty, right? but, but you looked up that guy. He was in a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, he got actually, killed. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought he was gay. I just thought that was his storyline. Nah, I think he just played. <laughs> a lot of these Latino <laughs> drug dealers in these movies, movies they portray him as a little bit more on the flamboyant side. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's state. Oh, maybe state. State property. That guy was a little bit flamboyant. The guy that went to go drug drug from. So you, you, you fell who was gay, gay drug dealer, which was pretty funny. And uh, he did get killed. They never explained that. They no, never explained yeah. how right. or who killed him or why. You said that his first actual deal that Ace did, you said he could have sold it for more money. I said that. Either it was either you or me. <laughs> I don't think I said so it. That's why I was like, I, I wrote that down. Oh, yeah, because he, he went and that's right. Because in the scene, he gives some guy some like big thing of code. Yeah, for not the amount of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know like, how much yeah. it should go for. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there was that. So I noticed. So you felt, so if you were in that situation, you saying you would have offered him more money. I mean, you would have sold it for more money. I would have sold it for more money, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't do those things. I can't comment or speculate. But no, uh, but yeah, obviously, it was like a big quantity of that. It wasn't just like it a was little bit, like, yeah. It wasn't like a You don't got to sugarcoat it, Kevin. We don't snitch on this podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. By the time they hear this, it'll be no point. But uh, at the same time, this was also for you your first time ever seeing a performance from the rapper Dougie Fresh. Who did Dougie Fresh play? So he played himself. Oh yeah. So they were in a con. They were at a party. Yeah. And at the party, he came out and it'll count today. At the party, he came out and he started performing, and you didn't know who he was. Right. That's okay. (laughs) Look at his face. He like. Y'all think I'm like. Out of this world. No, this is why you're on the podcast. You see, you don't know. I don't know okay. who was. I know who Dougie Doug was. I worked with him. Oh. He seemed like he was on something. I'm not. I'm for real. Most happened. Happened tomorrow. I'm for real because I worked with him on Law and Order, and he was talking to the costume designer about something like really intense. I was like, oh, something's going on. And then five hours later, he was still talking to a really. But he played a homeless like man that episode, something. didn't he? Oh, right. I don't know, but I. He, he was like a crazy it. homeless you know dude. Yeah, about, I don't know. I'm just laughing because he was like, I don't know Dougie Fresh, but I know Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, no, it was fine. It was fine. It was cool. You're fired. <laughs> no, I did. I did laugh uh, at the fact. I don't know if you noticed this, Uni, but this hood film was was solid and it was good but one I, I tried to find something stupid to make me laugh and i couldn't too much except for when hey, the yo, fact hey, that the dj no, the dj man. kept like it was almost kind of like he was kind of like god in the story a little bit when he talked like okay. there was certain moments he was like think of one man mitch mitch oh, out yeah. here make move. i was like the DJ's kind of like the narrator almost. I mean, just for that scene. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple of scenes. Man. Really? Yeah. I think they just went to the club a lot. Okay, I'll give you that. They went to the club a lot. I'll give you that. Hours. I'll give you that. Uh, I also laughed. Niggas get shot every day, B. Yeah, but AJ wants us to say it so bad. You know we're not going to forget. If you forget that scene, <laughs> I'll, I'll, we just stop doing the podcast. You know what? We're not going to worry about forgetting that scene. Oh. We might as well just, just put it out there right now. So well, you're going but that's an important scene. because you It's guys the scene that is the meaning still exists. Day. We're in 2019. 17 years later, people know about that just because he said that. So basically what happens, if life is going bad for you, and you have a friend in your life that's like Cameron, they'll say something to you like, hey, it'd be like that. <laughs> shot every day, B, which means like, hey, man, suck it the fuck up. Let's go sell these drugs. That's pretty much what it was. It's a great, the best scene in that film. You've seen the memes. You've seen the memes. I don't even know what's like. Well, I thought it was people being desensitized to black people getting killed in the project. It could be that too, but it wasn't that. <laughs> so, it wasn't, that was very deep. Yeah, so, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that deep. I was mortified oh, after I saw it because they, they weren't trying to like, so I know, you guys are making me real wet. I'm sweating like a whore in church. Okay. No, there's no AC. But anyway, separately from, they people can't see me. They don't see that I'm sweating. Not because of what I said. But, um, 
No, but I asked my mom after I saw this movie because my mom was, you know, born before civil rights and stuff like that. She was born in Kentucky. Oh, okay. And so I said, she said that um, before civil rights and stuff that, like, when somebody, when a black person died, she didn't remember reading it in the newspaper. Oh, okay. And that was weird to me. Ooh. And that, um, and this is like before the 60s and stuff, but that was weird that uh, scene that they were like so nonchalant about people like getting murdered and stuff. Yeah. And then when they shot up the people like with the safe that didn't know the code and yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, that was that. Yeah. Was, that really yeah. happened too, apparently. Yeah, that's, that's why Cameron said what he said. He's like, hey, it's what yeah. it is. That's a drug game. Yeah, in real life, that's probably not the first or the last but, time it's happened. But see, with that scene, that's another reason why I feel that if that, that movie came out now, it would be very commercially successful. Hmm. More so. Okay. He didn't really get a lot of burn the first time it came out. Did it even come out in like theaters? They said that worldwide it, it made $3 Because it, okay. it was independent. Yeah. You know, it wasn't but like now. Budget. Okay. Uh, now the director would probably go on and direct like Black Panther or something or I don't know. Was, probably. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Uncle Drew was good. So just so you know, because I know we explained it in the best way possible, and I appreciate it for that. Uh, just to give some of y'all non-hood people. No, no, no disrespect. Just to give some of y'all non-hood people a synopsis of why that quote became popular. Uh, one of the scenes in the film with the the drug dealer I said earlier, Calvin. He ended up going to jail for being a dumb drug dealer <laughs> and then came out of jail when Ace was already a big drug dealer. Okay. Asked Ace to hook him up with a job and he said, that's fine, but you got to have somebody holding you down because you too hot on these streets. And when they tried to talk about it, Cameron interfered and was like, yo, you don't talk back to the man like that, basically. Cameron, as Rico, was a, 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 a hothead, cannon. loose cannon soldier for the drug game. And then what ended up happening was Calvin was like, okay, we're going to take care of this the Calvin way. Calvin robbed Ace uh, in his house, shot two of the people who were in the house, I guess, working for Ace. And shot Ace in the they head. They shot Ace in the head, and Ace luckily lived. Unfortunately, the two ladies didn't. And after all of that, while he recovered and he was in his house, traumatized from everything, the near-death yeah. experiences, the white light, thinking he was going to heaven, Cameron's character Rico and money-making Mitch showed up. Cameron eating a bag of chips very calmly <laughs> looks as dead in the face. And I'm not making this up. He was eating a bag. The, the scene opens with him eating a bag of chips as if they were some of the best chips in 1986. And he looks dead at Ace in the face and just goes... Like on a regular day. Yeah. Like he was been in somebody who's sprained angle. Yeah. And was like, yo, niggas get shot every day, B. You be all right. Put your skirt oh up. Put your skirt, your skirt up. <laughs> and to this day, it yeah. is a, a quote that lives in infamy because people just say it for anything. Y'all yeah, lost my job. You niggas get fired every day, B. Pretty much. You were the yeah. substitute so, shot with anything that happened to you, yep. and it just works. Yep, and it just works. It so, just works. Just like, like, everybody saw, like, once it came out. I'm no, like, it's just the internet. We just saw, people saw that meme, and it just exploded. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cameron's known for two memes, and that's one of them. <laughs> you mad yeah. and you mad that's and another one was when he went on Bill O'Reilly you guys can YouTube that for free he went on Bill O'Reilly the full interview is probably still there him and Dame Dash yeah, I watch it. I'll watch what it did they say to Bill O'Reilly it was a lot of stuff that we, we you we should just, really watch yeah. this part <laughs> we're not going to get into it on this podcast Bill O'Reilly yeah. tried to be Bill O'Reilly niggas from Harlem wasn't having that he didn't know what he was speculating they yeah. pretty much just let him have it and he forgot that good dudes will always do their homework when they need to. <laughs> and Cameron openly was like, it was you on current affair? And that was it. That was just it. That was affair? Yeah. What did he do on current affair? Cheat he, on his wife? No, no. He was he was one of the correspondents on, on a current affair. Okay. So that's when Bill O'Reilly got a little mad, I guess. He's like, oh, these guys know yeah, what they're talking about. Yeah, they know what they're talking Basically, about. Basically, he's just typical rap nonsense, all rap music, killing people like, yo, we fun in schools and yeah. getting people called. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. That's Teaching basically what he told me. Yeah. I think Bill O'Reilly's more mad that he got clowned by a dude. Yeah. Go back Utah Come on, bro. bro. That's why you had Cameron on there. Like, this is going to be easy for me. Like, no, it's not, bro. It's not but Bill O'Reilly, he needs that shit. Yeah. He's just wacko yeah. scene. Yeah. So let's, let's move on. So. The question now is, what did you feel when you saw that scene? When you saw that quote? I remember when Makai Pfeiffer said it. I don't remember the bag of chips scene. No, that was that was all in the same scene. Okay, because... But it wasn't Makai Pfeiffer, though. It was Cameron's character. No, because Makai Pfeiffer... Then what did Makai Pfeiffer say after so-and-so got killed? Oh, no, they was trying to just... They was trying to get him to 
get back, either get back in the game or give us the connect. Yeah, remember he was a connect. Yeah, so. they was focused on like the fact yeah. that they wasn't making money because he was recovering. I re- yeah, I remember that scene, but that was right. a separate scene. Um, I don't know. That that scene was just intense because I, w- I was trying to figure out what was going on because I remember I sound real country now. I don't mean to. I was having to ask you guys questions because this was my first time seeing it. Yeah, it was fun. What, yeah. That was what we were here for, man. So maybe I missed something. Oh my god. No, bro, it was that that scene was. It's okay. That scene was so intense. It well, ain't even matter to you who said it. You just heard it. He got shot and then he lived. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. That was a powerful scene. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was. Anybody watching for the first time would have sat there. That guy Wood yeah. Harris. He was a good actor too. Yes, know? he is. Yes, he is. These are, they, these are all legends in the game. Cameron's more legend in hip hop, but they all legends in the game, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood so, Harris was in the wire. Wood Harris was in the wire. That's, the wire that's true, AJ. Right. Thank you, sir. All the comics have seen that show. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's on two. That's okay. That's okay. It's some shows. It's, it's okay. It's not so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, certain things you you don't have to watch because you've either seen or lived. Right. So it's a repeat to you if you live in the streets. But anyway, moving on. One thing that did make me laugh was the aftermath of him getting shot, which was uh, Cameron just sitting on a block upset that, his, you know, nothing's moving. And a guy comes and goes, yo, man, y'all got something? He goes, nah, man, get out of here. And he was like, oh, man, ever since H went down, y'all whack, basically. And he was like, what? And he was like, nah, you mad because you mad H got shot up. And he was like, what you say? And he comes over and pull, beats the guy up and pulls him out of the car Makes him strip down to his boxes and runs down the block oh, and yeah. makes him leave his car there with the keys in it. Yeah. Keys were still in the ignition was still running. I said, that ain't Harlem, man. I don't know. That's why specifically Because I remember I was like, what was it, Madison Avenue? I saw some chick crying her eyes out and she was wearing a garbage bag because her boyfriend kicked her out and she. Madison Avenue. Madison like Avenue. That sounds a little different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. Why am I laughing at this? Because it's funny. That's okay. Yeah. I think that dude. Uh, he. We just like to make you a trip in New York. I don't know what it is about. Yeah, he saw a killer season, and I mean, no, I'm sorry, wrong movie. He yeah. saw paid in full. Might as well have been. Yeah, it might as well have been killer season, but he saw paid in full and said, "I'm gonna do the same thing. I don't care who in my car." So that's she just was unfortunately the first victim. But yeah, <laughs> no, but she probably didn't make him enough money or something like that. Oh, so he kicked her out. And she had to wear gar- ripped her clothes off and she crying with her titties hanging out. Really she had to wear a garbage bag. Okay, so moving on, man. Um, speaking of powerful scenes, and you were saying that too. I think you was thinking that intensity was more with Makai Pfeiffer was when he had actually found out that Sonny was missing. Sonny was Mitch's son. Right? His, little brother. His little, little brother. brother. Oh, little brother. It felt like one or the other. I, I mean, think they never really established. They never really said. In, yeah. Well, in real life, it was his little brother. Oh, okay. So in the real life version. Okay. Okay. But they changed the screenplay around a lot. Yeah, so nobody, yeah, so nobody knew. really knows. We just know they. Okay, let's just put it this way. So they were relatives. Young relatives. They were relatives. Nephew, son. Yeah. Nephew, son, cousin, something. He was basically either little brothers or something, but they were related. And he was kidnapped. And Mitch knew that it was Ice because Ice was very jealous of what he was doing, and and he beat him up. He got beat up by Mitch. Yeah. And thrown out the crib and. Yeah, because he was there watching Sonny mm-hmm. in that scene, and mm-hmm. he went in and said, "Oh, I don't like this guy watching my kid." Well, that was always drugged out. Okay. You can't really be watching somebody you're always drugged out, but he had a powerful monologue because not only did was Sonny missing when they sent the ransom note. They send them Sonny's finger. Yeah. Oh, that was real fucked up. Yeah. See, there you I go. couldn't believe that. Yeah. I could not believe that. Yeah, it was a few scenes before that when you were just like really sucked in. You know? Right, right, right. And, but that, yeah. I think is that what grabbed you? Like, really was a powerful scene for you? Yeah, but there were lots of plot twists. I don't know. Was, okay. Yeah. Okay. There was a lot. I mean, that yeah, probably at the beginning with the hospital when he was shot in the head. I mean, all that. I tried to look up when they were went to the rolling rink. I feel in my heart that was the key. <laughs> what? Skate kid. Yeah. But there was a key in Harlem on, I believe, 138th Street. I mean, I don't know. It was the hoodest place I've ever 
been to. When More I harder than the one in the Bronx? Because that one in the Bronx is I only ever watched the one in the Bronx. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, why? Me, you know, was always yeah. fighting. Me, me and AJ are from the Bronx. Man, you don't want to be successful. Yeah, there's a whole other podcast. If there was a hood reminiscent podcast, that would be in the Bronx. Early nineties, you know about the skate yeah. They were just fighting. Well, for the Bronx, it was the skate key, which rest in peace. But yeah. for Harlem, it was the key, I believe. It was just the okay. key, and I don't know if that was the place they used in the movie or if that was a place reminiscent of it or inspired by it. But it'd be the flyest songs, shorties being there, and some hood dudes be fighting with skates on, wow. and you just skating to get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever remember. Yo, know, my shoes. Yo, forget your shoes, fam. You just stayed out. It was that real. Yeah, it was that real. Oh, yeah. Intense. And, and thankfully, in this film, it wasn't... That wasn't happening. They wasn't fighting in the key. But one thing that did happen that I still laugh at to this day was Cameron's character, Rico, wanted to show all his boys one of the chicks he took down. And he recorded it and showed the tape. That was weird. To everybody in the key. That was weird. They were trying to show you just how fucked up this man was. Yeah, they was trying to give you a monster. Of... Problems. Yeah. I don't know if he had mental problems. Right. He's just very hood. <laughs> but I mean, people would film that, but you wouldn't just show it to anybody and everybody. To be in a public place too. Yeah. Like, damn, you're not gonna invite people to the crib as a private screening. Well, from what we originally <laughs> know of the man is that they met, he met Mitch in jail, and I think he knew Mitch was already running things in Harlem, so he saved him from getting stabbed. Yeah. Which was part of his plan to become, like, King of Harlem, basically. Basically, dude, I knew who come knows. It's, it's a real... Cameron made sure he was so Harlem to a T that even at the end, he was like, I ain't stitching off nobody from Harlem. I'll get anybody else from New York, but I ain't stitching off nobody oh, from Harlem. I, so I said, wow. He said, because when I come out, they, I'm going to be the king. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that was... And you see, that's why I was like, this was a powerful picture, you know. Even the stuff that we want to laugh at, like when he pulled up on the motorcycle and shot Calvin to death. Mm. Mm. I, I laughed more at the death of Calvin because when he got shot, he just did like his pose. I know y'all can't see this at home, but imagine somebody playing like red light, green light, run two, three, and the person turned around and you guys got to strike a pose real quick. That's how he looked. Like he yeah, just he stood there and just kind of sat there. With the, and, and he snatched his chain to let people know that he killed him. Right. 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 Wow. Is that what you feel you have to do? You have to snatch somebody's chain and let them know that you, you took care of business? I feel you don't want that kind of evidence right around <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 in Tennessee, they fought in the roller skating rings there, too. Okay. The 99-cent movie theaters and all that stuff. I mean, yes. I mean, that was the place <laughs> So I guess, I guess, like, because I guess like all kinds of people go, it's like the Jerry Springer of humanity. Gosh, that is. <laughs> so like, you know, they want to fight somebody and get attention. Or something. <laughs> that that is, uh, no, but this, this girl I went to school with, she called this girl a redneck. She goes, bitch, your head's so, your head's so big, get to mark on the screen. You need to shave your head and start again. Oh, this sure. girl walked by and she goes, I may be a hoe, but I ain't no redneck. What? And she was trying to like Why fight that people. And the, the, yeah, because people would fight there. There would be like fights at Moto Photo, okay. roller skating rink. So you know, this isn't yeah, this is everywhere. Concept to you. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why. I guess people fight there. I don't know. He had his own pain to pull out there. Hilarious. <laughs> Money making Kev. <laughs> no. So whatever happened with you're probably gonna get to this, but I'm gonna no, go ahead. with the diamonds. I no, he gave the diamonds to the oh. I don't know why he didn't oh. keep some of them. He, right. he wanted to be trusted. He wasn't yeah. that kind of guy, man. He gave some of the diamonds to Lulu Connect because Lulu. he wanted to show them, like, we can start business. But Lulu got killed. Yes. yes. And that, then he went and gave took the diamonds out of Lulu's yes. house and gave them to somebody else. Yeah. He gave them to Lulu's. The store. Yeah. He gave it to a person that was spying Lulu. Yeah. He basically right. cut out the middle, man. The middle yeah. man got killed. He said, now I'm, now yeah. I'm the guy. Come to me. Most of these movies got to find a way to get rid of okay. the middle man. Either the middle man is arrested. In this movie, he got killed. Yeah. So, so that's how you get bigger. One of the things Lulu did say to Ace earlier in the movie was, "Next time you find something in someone's pockets, you keep it." Do you? Right. Do you feel? Oh, you? Oh, you agree with that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like Trump, because y'all remember on the celebrity he used to fire people for not voting for themselves, like not doing the most selfish thing possible. I mean, so that, I don't want to sound that like sounds him, on brand, but, but I, I never really watched that show. I did. Yeah, okay. Someone will be fired. Yeah. Just some dumb shit. I'm not ready. 
Anyway, but it, he was better as a reality star. He's not a poet. I don't like this. Like, what that guy that's going to keep it in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But well, the I, way he would fire people for voting, not voting for themselves, I don't want to seem like somebody who would do the most selfish thing possible. I don't want to yeah, this, oh, the yeah. selfish oh, white guy. This the character, white was, guy. Uh, this character was the opposite of that one. No, I'm yeah. really trying to help the hood. Yeah, this really this guy, it wasn't like he was Robin Hood, but it was just he was generous. Robin Hood. Yeah, but he also was trying to keep himself out of the... Because obviously as a drug dealer, you're considered like either not a good one or dumb if you get caught by the cops, especially if you do something hot. Like you right, drive around right, in a right. nice car, flashing something, you know, or you just outside slapping the cell right so in like the middle the, of broad daylight. This mm-hmm. real guy who made a hundred grand a week, he would have had to still like live in the projects and be discreet and hide his money somewhere. Yeah, there's more drug dealers doing that now. Yeah. How do people not rob them? Because they, yeah, we don't know about all that. Yeah. Well, they they might probably get robbed. They might be getting right. robbed. They can't call the cops. Yeah, yeah. But who you here? What are you gonna do? Hello, I'm a drug dealer. I got robbed my drug money. Yeah, because everybody they had their own vigilante as far as how they resolve things and stuff like that in that movie in that environment. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. Oh, that environment is is what we call home. Well, <laughs> when the people got shot and they didn't do anything, yeah. And they oh yeah. Couldn't they, call the cops and everything. Uh, yeah, you don't want to call the cops or be seen or heard calling the cops after that person just got shot because you just felt like I want to help, but I feel like I don't want to bring that trouble to my doorstep. So a lot of people was like, I ain't snitching, and which is also something Cameron was labeled for saying, no, no snitching. Yeah, Cameron's done a lot, folks. He's, yeah, he's, he's a well-known hero of the hood. <laughs> yeah. He was the opposite of Luke Cage, but he's still yeah. the oh, hero of the hood. So what? Anti-hero. Oh yeah, that's what I said. The opposite of Luke Cage. Yeah. He said the hero of Harlem, he need to be the anti-hero of uh, We still love him nonetheless. We still love him nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about the fact that this was the 80s, so we didn't really get to hear a lot of, outside of Dougie Fresh, we didn't really get to hear a lot of the 80s rap music. Yeah, we're too busy murdering Too busy murdering <laughs> 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 Dougie Fresh, I know, yeah, the song's from the 80s. Okay, duh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a day late and a dollar short, man. Yeah, I was like, I'm for that. Up. That's okay, bro. That's, That's okay. That late to never, brother. Six on one hand, half a dozen so, on the motherfucking other. So, you, oh, so, so you saying you've heard his music before? Yeah, in the '80s. <laughs> it's impossible not to. Have yeah, that I, know. I know. grew up in this country. Right. Well, I'm I know. Really, in some we don't fuck with black people type area of the country. And so I guess. I guess you've just never physically seen the man before. Maybe I have. I'm sure I've seen his videos and stuff like that. But I mean, you see a lot of people on TV you don't know their names. Because I'll talk to people about like certain celebrities. There's a lot of white like, actresses I don't know. Okay, like Lisa Rinna. This bitch is on every reality show. I don't every know what trend. Like she had her the collagen put in her lips and she's like, yeah. Who would I be if I didn't have my lips? Hey. And then when all the, the celebrities were taking them out, she was like, yeah, I'm so glad I took mine all out. Then she had them put back in. Anyway, I was talking about it to everybody. Everybody's like, who the fuck is that? And the second I Googled the picture of her, everybody's like, yeah, I've seen that bitch on every reality show. Like, What's her name? Lisa who? Lisa Renner. Lisa Renner. Yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. I all right. And, then, and she follows, like, she was like, when postpartum depression was big in Hollywood, she was like, yeah, I went through it. It was so tragic. And her kids were like 13 and 16. <laughs> 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 but she does that. Like, <laughs> but that's a white-a-fight example. <laughs> uh, so let's bring this up, man. So, so many other scenes we can talk about. Yeah, it's a great you know, film. It is a great film. I, I laughed at the undercover cops, man. Oh, man, that's a whole plot point. Yeah. yeah, it's a plot in a movie where these guys kept showing up to try to get connected, but I know these guys are cops. He knew, right. he knew. He knew from, the, from the first act. Yeah. In the third act, like, I'm going to use them to get camera locked up. Yeah. I always that was, good plot. that was good. I always love in these hood films how they get somebody to be an undercover cop, but they do it so easily. Like it's never like, Dad, is he an undercover cop? I can't tell. It's always like, yo, man, you got that good fire? And they're like, Oh, even I didn't use undercover cop. Yeah, I don't yeah. sell drugs, man. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what is going Did you believe they was undercover before he said it? No, but like I liked how in the that those characters, like I said before, that they were like, they weren't like dumb roles. Like they played that part hmm. and they were in it at the beginning and at the end and they were like an important part of the storyline. You're like, oh yeah, there's that guy. Yeah, Cameron actually shot one of them at the end. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Because he that came was out and was just like, ah. 
So y'all are like really hyping Cameron like he was the main star of the movie. He was just like a, a regular role in it. We hyping him as Cameron. <laughs> he's not as famous as like other rappers and other actors. No, he's not. He's not. But like, but. like Mackay Pfeiffer, I thought was like the big star. Oh, movie. he was. No, Cameron's definitely third string. Cameron's definitely third string in his movie. We're not crazy, but we're expecting Wood Harrison. Makai Pfeiffer would be good. Be like, Cameron is like walking, like watching the dog play with a yo-yo. But I don't know. Y'all seen this movie like three times each. This was my first time to see yeah. it. Well, what I can say is what it is, is just like what we're doing now in this podcast, the, the hood just got certain scenes that will make you remember the film even better. Because the film was good. Don't get me wrong. And on the, on the billing, you're looking more for Makai Pfeiffer to steal the show than you are Cameron. But then when you see what Cameron does... Next thing you have a right, conversation right, and you're right. like, yo, remember that part when he just pulled up on a motorcycle and just aired it out on homie? You're like, he oh, yeah. He it out on a homie. Yeah, no, no, no. Aired it out. I would love to see that hood movie. Let's watch that. Uh, we got to say Paul's again to that. one exists. Aired it out. Aired it out. I'm oh, glad we straightened that out. Yeah, yeah so air, yeah. he didn't aid it out on the home. He aired it out on the home. And then that gay character would watch. What was the gay character? Lulu. Lulu, yeah. Gay name too. Yeah, yeah. so when you air it out, that means you take a gun and just spray somebody oh, up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or you spray it. Or it means you put someone on blast. Okay, that, yeah, that's true. So You're also saying something that somebody didn't want to be revealed. Of course. But in this case, business. yeah, in this particular scene, he aired it out on the home, okay? So, yeah, so when you, 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 every movie we talked about, even if the movie was good, there's always a scene where we're like, oh, snap, when he did this, when he did that. So to the hood, Cameron was in his own right to start the show, in, in the, to the hood. But on, on the, what was it, the Independent, the, the Spirit Awards? Yeah. Yeah. You probably wasn't seeing it. I felt like, I felt like some of the acting could have been nominated for that, too. I felt like it was very well written. I feel like I... I wanted to look up and see if the screenwriter went on and wrote like bigger things, but like I said, <clears throat> this had like six screenwriters listed. So it, some some of these movies they change hands. Like a bunch of people do a bunch of rewrites. And you yes, don't know. that's a little production, baby. No, give him that. That's a little production. It got released. It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. You're right, bro. You're right. There's lots of independent films that don't get released, and mm. lots of movies people make that don't even come out. True. Okay, that's, yeah. true. that's true. So let's ask this now that you say that. Let's you you were saying that if it came out today, if it came out twenty twenty, like let's say they had like oh they're gonna refilm, they're gonna remake Killer. Uh, I keep saying Killer Season. Damn it, love camera. It's, yeah, <laughs> if they remake Paid in Full, yeah, if they remake Paid in Full to shoot and be released in next year twenty twenty, who would you want to play? The three main characters, Mitch, That's a good question. Ace, and Rico. Who would you want to play? It could be anybody. Of, no, I mean, it would also, and then that would be a question. Would we cast like a bougie actor to play a hood actor or a movie star to play someone from the hood? Like, how would that work? Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you, know, you would like, be the casting director here. Who would you want? Director, I don't matter. Like, like, what, what I liked about that movie was that they... They cast new people in those parts, and so then those actors got big breaks. Right. They could go on to other things. Right. Like that guy at Ice, who we didn't even like, who was only in like what two scenes, but he was important. Didn't you say he was on some like big show now? Luke yeah, he's on like a bunch of yeah. big shows. Yeah, yeah, he was out there. Yeah, so I don't know to answer that question. I it would it would be like new people, like the guy, what's the guy's name from the Black Panther, the main guy. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. He might be not right for that part, but I would maybe he might. I don't know. For which part though? Actually, the Wood Harris. I don't know. Maybe the Wood Harris part. Character. You saying Ace? Ace yeah, man. but that's just I've just seen him in interviews. I don't know again anything about him enough. But like Will Smith is too big of a star. He's too old. Um, who else would you Who else would you cast? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> It could be any. Know. It don't even gotta be black people. It could be white no, people. No, because it needs to be. It needs to be. It, yeah, that was that was very. It needs to be hood, you know. So that was very good. He's right. He's I respect that. 
I was gonna say you can pick anybody. Having you said want. that, I can say whatever I want. I'm sorry, because I was called back for a movie as a white Jamaican. And, no, I'm for real, because you know I cannot do my my accent is more like the Bahamas, like the Nassau the Bahamas. I mean, okay. But I do not sound enough like the Jamaican. Sure don't. When I when I went to the audition, you know, they want me to do like really intense slang from Jamaica. Yeah, man. I, so I couldn't, I couldn't, but it was like written in like real rural, like Jamaican slang. But they had like white Jamaican people there. Yeah, but I could do it like a, a New York Jamaican, but I couldn't do it right. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the way you see it, you'd probably just recast the same people. I would. I don't know. Okay. Any other way to do it. Yeah. yeah. They all, I, I, yeah. What new rapper would you see doing camera? The rappers only act like that. Oh no, they do. It's just we just don't just grab one of the amigos. Yeah. And also, I think we have the charisma though. Yeah, no, right? I'll, I'll get this. Be able to hear him talk. Yeah, you got yeah. This is damn south dude. Charismatic. Thing, but I'll get that rapper the baby man. I've heard things about him, man. Baby, I heard. Man. I just I just know he's. I, I know he's good at fighting. Yeah, I've heard it, man. <laughs> Homie, he's like I've seen 50. I've seen him do two videos where he's beating the shit out of someone. Yeah, oh, wow. man. Okay, man. Got, okay, maybe Cardi B could do a, a cameo as the Regina Hall character. Other than that, other than that, I can't think, but that wasn't a big enough character. Yeah, that's okay. That but like maybe something like that. But like I think it should not be a remake. I, I think it would be more commercially successful if it came out for the first time, like now. But like, don't you all think it would make like well over $50 million if that movie came out now? If you look it up, then it made like $3 because it was made off like less than $1 million. It didn't have a big distribution thing. I, I appreciate your optimism, brother. Yeah, but that's that. how it is, yeah. He that's likes okay. his movie, He bro. likes it enough that he thinks it could be it 50 million twist. if it came out today. Or 100 million. I mean, if it had, I don't know, it was well written. It was interesting. Yeah, it was. But now we talk about that stuff more now. Yeah, right. No, that's fair, man. So and so get shot every day. They didn't talk about that stuff then. So and so get shot every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw this crackhead white lady in my neighborhood. She called me the N word before. I saw her today. She called me the N word before. I don't know. She's white. And then she called. I live in a Polish neighborhood, and she also called a whole bunch of Polish white people, white white people, the N word. No, she's like say that. She sounds she's like she's Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Yeah. Okay, so like, how about Ben Dickens? Yeah. She trying to be funny. She told me it's she looked contest. at me. I was looking at her because she comes out every bright and sunny day, and then she summers and winters someplace. And she comes out in the first <laughs> bright and sunny day, and she appears, <laughs> and she'll go someplace warm in the winter. Hilarious. And she came and she goes, what you looking at? And she called oh, me that. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> she didn't call me no snowflake, no crack or none of that. Okay. <laughs> You're making me laugh. So while we go this way now. You couldn't, re- you couldn't, you didn't want to recast and that's fair. Right. So let's go this route. How about we say if you was pitching this movie to somebody and they wanted you to make like a slogan, like a tagline for the movie. What, what do you think it would be? Well, I couldn't say blank get shot every day. <laughs> I couldn't say that. Well, you just would leave out that word. <laughs> then it wouldn't be the same impact. I don't know. Oh. I, I need to find a different quote from the, what's a different quote from a movie? No, you can make up your own thing. You can make that's up your a, own that's thing. That's a loaded question. I would have to think about that. I don't know, but it was, it, it was a really well done movie. Well done, written. So do you want to go with the quote that our, our fan Safi said? What did she say? She Which said was, lot. no ribs, no rice, no champagne, you don't eat nothing? <laughs> I don't even remember seeing that was from. Is that like from the beginning? When they were eating Chinese food. Uh, when it was banned on no, I think festival? It wasn't when they was eating Chinese food. <laughs> if I'm right, it was, oh, I do remember what scene that was. So it was the scene where uh, uh, Ace was upset that Rico was showing the film in the in the roller room. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. they were talking about like Oh yeah. Yeah, Rico was trying was to talk weird. to him about like doing more and he was like, Nah, you too hot, you too hot. And he was like, Nah, you don't want to eat, man. No I think it was either that or yeah, he I got shot. Yeah. It was yeah, one yeah. of the two times. Nah, I was that scene. And he was like, Yo, no ribs, no rice, no champagne, we nothing. Yeah. And then that was yeah. a good scene. You could go with that if you yeah, want. Like this summer we yeah. ain't no ribs, no rice. I like when Dane Jazz pulled off talking shit. It got nothing to do with the plot. It's funny. Like I'm more money. You got pumps on your face. Like God, yeah. Why did you say that? 
AJ, was that a favorite scene of yours, my brother? Our producer, AJ. I mean, you know, Makai, it's going, they, they took my little man's beat. That was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. Got him. Oh, got him. And when yeah. he died and everything. Yeah. And also, it was interesting, like, how he knew to sell the crack, but, like, he didn't do it. You know, mm. obviously. Like, mm. you know, he knew to be successful, he couldn't be doing that. Right, right. Okay. That was, that was good. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Cameron yeah. does end up killing Makai Pipe. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he references that one of his many songs. Yes, <laughs> like, he, does, up, like, he does sing fight. an actual song, first movie ever, murked out Makai Fights, one of his uh, actual when, line for an actual song yeah. from an actual album that you can buy. And when he meant that, he meant the first movie he actually was starring in, because he did other roles, but he was more of like an extra. So this was the first movie that he yeah, actually he was, starred in. He was great in it. Yeah. And also, like, I was in a play where I had to get strangled, shoved down killed or assaulted or something like that it, and i had to do it a lot and that, that's like hard stuff to do and he did it very he was very natural like like when we see that you're like oh people do that in a movie but when you're doing it it's really hard to do and how many people would fucking die and you have to like be a dead body right, right, authentic that's right, that's right. and not breathe and like there's and then fall down anyway he, he did a really good job yeah okay we'll give yeah. you that man we'll the technicalities that. So does this film make you feel like you want to watch more hood films in the future? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I like all kinds of films because I'll tell you what, like I'm an actor and like, so if I see a movie where it's a part that I submitted for, I get like really jealous. (laughs) So I do well with like movies with like all black people, all all women, something like that, because I've never been up for those parts. And I like that movie, The Goldfinch, that movie, The Goldfinch, that's coming out right now. I got called back many times for a part in that. And it was as a Polish bartender. Right. You know, as even Polish neighborhood, you know. Anyway, so anyway, I did but I kept getting called back. I didn't get the part. So I'm not trying to see that movie. Oh, no, I'm sure that's it's great. Good. I'm sure it's wonderful. That's good. But I'm like more, more like when you see stuff and you're like, oh I submitted to that. But like I was able to enjoy this movie and get lost in the movie because I like I was entertained by it. It was good. That's good, man. That's yeah. good, man. Okay. Well, well. And I don't say that about every movie. Like, if there was something that sucked, I would say it. Yeah, you should okay. know. No, that's, that's <laughs> you yeah. Know. yeah. Uh, is there any other scenes that you feel we missed? Because I see you got some notes there. Is there any other scenes that you feel we missed? Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I don't feel that you missed. Um, you said a lot of the stuff I was going to say. Um, but just about, like, that director, I feel like, again, if that movie came out now, the, the director and the screenwriter would have gone on to, like, a lot of bigger things. Okay. So that would have been New Moonlight. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. Like, would have been. Like, it was made off like $2 and made all this money. Yeah. Right. That's how so, you do it, man. Yeah. Just make it for cheap. Make it for cheap and go from there. Pull on the heart strings. Money. Moonlight <laughs> well, was good. Did y'all see that or not? I need to see it. I saw I didn't spend a scene the whole thing. So, Kev, man, is there any way that people can get in touch, like, knowing what you're doing in comedy? Knowing what I'm doing. Yeah, man. I, okay, so I have, you can watch me, I got a YouTube channel, I got a funny or die channel, mm. I got it all. Um, I'm performing at Marvin Gardens and Looney Tunes this coming week, no I'm kidding. Um, no, but I did, um, I have a, a, a pilot called Characters with Character on the internet where I do a bunch of characters making social statements. And then also um, I do, I did a short film called Walter the Crazy Brother-in-Law and it's inspired by like Steve Martin type movies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, check it out. And then I have, like, YouTube characters, channels, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I think you need to be the one to do the paid in full. I know, man. I'd be paid in halfway, man. That's what I'm saying. Paid in halfway. Paid in dimes and nickels. Paid in checks. Paid in them wick checks, baby. Yeah, I'm working that. Yeah, those hood apartments were nicer than my apartment. You know, movies. The walls blasted out. No, my shit was stacked up. Well, it was on the 80s. It was still most of the same box. And that guy who got murdered at a nice place. It was a nice place. Even Ace walked in and was like, yo, what's going on in here? This is nice. This is nice. All right, well, you know, um, Kev, man, I just want to thank you for for coming out and doing this film with us, man. Just talking it out, man. Great. It's awesome. Opened your mind up to the streets of Harlem in the 80s, man. Right. And I appreciate you for that, man. Only we did it again. Yeah, we did do it again. (laughs) (laughs) We we getting another hood classic out of the way, man. More to come. So much more. So much more people. Why didn't even think they even existed? Yeah. We haven't even gone overseas yet. 
We haven't. England has their own shit that's popping off. We have. Oh, y'all gonna do African movies? We do African movies. Oh yeah, there's African movies. Or African bootleg movies, like the shit we see on YouTube. Yeah, like the shit they see on YouTube. Those shits dope though. They're the fireballs. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to be hot. Yeah, like the one with the two dudes that look like kids, but they like dad steals their money and runs off because they sell like they're selling stuff in the street all day. I didn't even know what you're talking Yo, about. You sent me the I'll, I'll send you the link. This is what we're talking about. This is all worldwide, bro. Yeah. We've only scratched the surface, people. We've only been in like a, we've only focused on movies in like New York and Cali and Atlanta. Yeah, we did one Atlanta one. Yeah. yeah. Which Atlanta one did y'all do? The Trap. The Trap. The trap. It's yeah. I like it. Yeah, it he's good. He, he is good. Yeah. He is good. Oh, we had to do ATL. Yeah, so we got so much more on the way, folks. And this is only episode eight. So, guys, just like you want to be like Zombie, you want to hear one of your favorite scenes get announced on the air, or even if you got a question or a comment, just something funny that you want us to say. Tell us what you want to watch, man. No matter how bad it is, man. Tell us what you want to watch. We got an Instagram feed. Welcome to my Hood Film Podcast. We got Facebook. Welcome to my Hood Film Podcast. We got Twitter. Welcome to my Hood Film Podcast. Check us out. And also, uh, by the time this comes out on July 26, we'll have our other creation, our other baby, called A Night of Trovia, our game show that we do, where we ask people questions about stuff that they may think they know, but they just find out they're in way over their heads. <laughs> and we make sure we have fun with that. We do live tapings at the Manhattan Neighborhood Network, which is on 59th Street. Yeah, yeah it's on 59th Street. So come check us out, man. We be out here. We out here just trying to make the hood a better place. Well, for us at least. So. <laughs> and now it's you more keep that. That's what it is, man. That's what we do. So, uh, yeah, make sure you check us out. Support, man. Support. We just trying to have fun out here and just show y'all a little bit of what we was watching growing up and even what we watching now. So, Kevin, once again, man, Kevin, I just want to thank you. For taking this ride with us on on page and post, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. It was great. Yeah, man. So, for AJ, I'm Marvin Lattimore. Who Francis? This has been welcome to my hood films. Once again, peace out, man. Good night. Good night. Right.